second chapter of Revelation. And it said unto the angel of the church of Ephesus, write these things that thou have held the seven stars in the right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. And keep this thought in mind for just a moment. He's talking to the church. He said, I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience, and, thou, thou, and that thou could not bear them that were evil, are evil, and thou have tried them which they said they are apostles and they are not, and have found them liars, and have bored and have patience, and for thy name, for my name's sake, have labored and has not fainted or not become weak. Nevertheless, as always, nevertheless, I am somewhat against thee. Can you imagine, you know, telling all the great things they've done, but said, you know, I'm still not happy because I have left thy first love. God help us. And we read, we read to have faith in God. I won't, and uh, we might turn back in just a moment if I've, uh, I'll find it here in just a second to one more place. You probably wouldn't even have to turn over there. You probably know it, but if I can even find myself. We're going to turn back to uh, Luke's Gospel 22nd chapter. You won't turn over there. I'll try to put this all together. The Bible tells us that to have faith in God. In today's time, man, we need faith in God. I heard an illustration this morning. Did you know man puts a lot of trust and faith in things you know they can see or things that have been proven by things? And he made a, put a good example, I thought. I never thought of this way. He said, you know, the Titanic was built by men that had, you know, smart people. You know, and everything, the Titanic was built. But God told Noah to build an ark. And he didn't have much. He was just an everyday person. Which one floated the longest? I mean, that's me having faith in God. Noah had faith in God. The people that built the Titanic had faith in what they thought they was capable of doing. I mean, the technology they had, they put their faith and trust in that. And you look at it, you know, for just a moment and you think, you know, by your, you know, physically, that's what you would want to trust. But there are times you got to trust in something that maybe don't make sense. Something that don't look right. And, you know, as uh, you just compare the two for just a moment with what the Titanic was being built and what Noah was being built. Yeah, which, which one would you thought would have floated the longest? But, you know, he had faith in God. And somewhere in the Bible, I think it is, it says, with God, all things are possible. Amen. With God, all things are possible. And I believe that today. I believe that very much so. I believe the time that we live in today is, it is, it was probably like we'd never, it's just kind of crazy. But you really have to have really faith in God today or you would go crazy. Amen. Do you understand what I'm talking about? You had to have faith in God, knowing God's in control. It may not look like it, but God is in control. I believe that today very much so. And I believe today if you trust in, trust in him and have faith in him, he can get you any, through anything that you face in life. I believe that. You know, we, 
we hear ministers today talking about things, you know, and they kind of change the gospel of Jesus Christ, I think, a lot. They're trying to, you know, they're preaching what the world wants to hear. Make me feel good or make me, you know, do if I do this, I'll get this. You know, you always do some, you know, today's people today, if you give something, you expect something back. But you know, we can give God everything for the rest of our life. He's ever given us more than we ever deserve. And that's his son, Jesus Christ. But we forget that sometime. But you know, when uh, was it Elisha, I think it was, that went, you know, and um, he went and told the uh, lady, you know, that had the son, you know, and make him a cake, you know, and make a cake. Was it Elisha or Elijah? Elisha, I think it was. I should have looked it up. You know which one of them or another. It's Elisha, I think, right? Said, you know, go make me a cake first. And it would be trusting, having faith in what he was telling her. Because he, her and her son was at a point of just about starving to death. Didn't have nothing. The barrel was the same as empty. But she done what the man of God told her to do. And you look at the next little bit of that story. And you hear preachers preach about it. And you think that. I think it kind of changes sometimes. Changes the way they want the people to hear it. After he, she done that, you know, and said he fixed a cake, then she said, he said, told her, go make yourself one. And it said in that next few verses there, it said the barrel wasted not. Amen. It was always had something in it. Because she trusted in God, she obeyed God. But it never did say that the barrel run over. Here's what I'm talking about. It never said the barrel run over. But it said always have what she needed. Amen. And I'm here today to tell you, you may not have everything that you want, but God has always got what you need. You believe that today. He always has what we need. And I believe that if we have faith in God. Okay, maybe we get back on this, try to get back on what we want to bring out today. We read into the revelations there, you know, it talked to the church and said, I've got like everything that you do and, you know, and you've heard me read that, but he said, I'm still somewhat against you. I'm putting this moment first. I'm still not pleased. I'm still not pleased with you because you're missing the main thing. You've left your first love and that's Jesus Christ, I believe. I believe sometimes we forget really what God has done for us, what Christ has done for us. And he has done something I can't put it in words to make us understand it seem like sometimes because if we really understood what Jesus Christ done for us or what God himself gave for us, that we may be able to have an opportunity and a chance that we can make it to heaven someday and spend eternity with him in a place of paradise, a place of no pain, no sorrow, no crying, you know, everything. He's made it possible for us when we didn't deserve it whatsoever, but he loved us so much. He said, you know, I'm going to make you a way. I'm going to do this. And we find out, you know, through some of the stories in the Bible, you know, how people reacted to situations. Well, I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have done this. You know, the children of Israel, they seen miracle after miracle. And it seemed like the very next day they was going against going crazy. Amen. If you would write a book about us today, you know, we would still have a miracle every day, I believe. But we don't sit that away. And we're still some of us going crazy sometimes. Stay with me. 
He said, have faith in God. Trust in Him. And we find out, you know, through this story here in the Bible, you know, we find out and that Peter, you know, when they come and got Christ, you know, and how he told Christ that what he would do, you know, if he would, uh, he would lay his life down and do all these things for him. Isn't it amazing what we say in church? But we get out in the world, it gets a little bit different. Help me. It's different. I can sit here by my brothers and sisters, you know, and say, you know, great things about God and all this and that. And, but I get out there by myself or get out with the wrong group of people. And your attitude begins to change. You begin to lose that love you used to have that you had on Sunday morning. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You begin to forget about it, but all oh, you stand up in church, you know, and say, hey, I'm not for abortion. I'm not for all these things. I'm not for this crazy work girl going on. But we get out in the world and we kind of mix with them and we don't stand up and say, you know, it ain't right. And God tells us we're not for him, we're against him. And to tell you that you're against God, you would be mad at me. If I told you that this morning. But if somebody could watch you this week, some of the stuff that we're going to do, you just say, oh, he's not for God. Come on, help me. But Peter, he told Christ, he said, I'll do anything for you. I'll lay down my life. I'll do this, I'll do that. And Jesus told Peter, he said, Peter, I'll put this in my own version, okay? You don't know what you're saying. You don't even know yourself. He said, you're going to deny me three times. And you can imagine what Peter felt then. He said, no, no possible way. I'd do that. There's no possible way I would ever tell you the world I don't know you. And we can change that into our lives today and say, there's no possible way I've done what I've done last week, but I didn't. I know y'all don't have no trouble sitting. I mean, y'all do have trouble sitting. I don't have no trouble sometimes. It just follows me, it seems like. <laughs> can we be honest this morning, okay? We have somebody, you know, that's always trying to make us do this or do this or say this or say that, you know, and there's times that my flesh gives into it. There's times it does. You say, you're a preacher. Yes, but I'm human. We are, we are supermen in church on Sunday, but I'm a human the rest of the week. And I need God. But sometimes, sometimes the only time we want to find him is, is when he's close to us. Stay with me Peter was sitting there right beside Christ. He said, you know, I'll do all these things for you. Yes, well, you're sitting there right beside me, but what are you going to do when things just going bad? What are you going to do when it just don't seem like it's going your way? And Are you going to have faith then? Are you going to have enough faith in God? You look at the circumstances, you know, you look at, and I put the example, look at the Titanic and how they was building it and you was built, and Noah was built the ark. If you could see them both side by side, which one would you got on? Most of you went on the Titanic because it looked better. But Moses, not Moses, Noah, 
building. But God's plans, and God's plans always works out. Do you with me? Somewhere in the Bible it says, I'll be with you even till the end. I'll never leave you. I'll be there. Somewhere in the Bible it says, you know, after every all the bad stuff you've done to him, he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And Peter got to a place, you know, that he, 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 he you know, he come and the soldier came and get Christ, you know, and he took one of the, one of the uh, servant, or the person that come and he took a sword and he cut off his ears, one of his ears, and Christ reached down and he took the ear and he healed him. He said, you know, I got to do this. And you know the rest of the story, I ain't got time to go into it. Peter got with the wrong bunch of people. And something began to change. And you've heard me preach this part before many times. But it's so important today to have faith in God and not man. When things are not going good. Stay with me. Last year, about this time, it was going crazy. It was going crazy. Didn't know what to believe, didn't know who to believe. That ain't changed a whole lot. That ain't changed a whole lot. But the one thing you can believe that God's word does not change. And through everything that we went through last year, sometimes we forgot God's word don't change. But we forgot it. We left it this the love sometimes. Who am I talking about? Because I got my opinion, you got your opinion, and we forgot to put God's opinion into it. Amen. I'm just talking about it. It's just this is just where it went. And Jesus told them, He said, "Have faith in God." Peter stood there. You know the story. He stood there in the crowd. His old mind began to change. Why? Because he left his first love. I believe that's just pretty simple. Amen. You know what I'm talking about. He sat there and he told him three times. He said, no, I don't have a clue who this guy is. He told him a few hours ago, he said, I'll lay my life down for you. But it changed. It changed. What I want to bring up this morning, when we start closing some of this out, have we changed? He said, I'm still at church, but have we changed? Think about it. Have we changed? I remember, I don't remember, but you know, I, the older you get, the more, you know, young people don't understand this yet, but one of these days you will. You know, I look in the mirror, and ain't much to look at. You didn't have to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love you. I look in the mirror, and I begin to say, man, as time flew by, time left, it flew. And the black hair began to come gray. It began to come white. And I remember, I mean, as I think of it, I think different than other people do. I began thinking back into my childhood and how things was then and how things are now. I know things are different, but God should not be different. It shouldn't be different. But we seem like we worship different. We have to preach different, seem like sometimes. And God's word should not ever have to be preached in different. And I think I try to do my best I can to preach the old time way. And until I get, until I get tired of that, I'll just have to leave because I'm going to keep on doing it. Amen. 
Because I look back, you know, it's what's got a lot of grandpas and pops and moms through a lot of hard times. Amen. Do you know what I'm talking about? Come on. But now, you know, and I remember back this kid, you know, I'd try to convince dad of something, and, but he was so stubborn. He said, no, this is the way it is. Anybody have any, have any parents like that? Amen. You weren't going to change them. They wouldn't feel sorry for you. We feel sorry for our kids today when they have to work. We do sometimes. Oh, look at the poor little kid out there had to hold the garden. Come on, I know some of y'all said that. Your grandkid or something. Oh, that poor little thing. He don't, he look out, he's sweating. I never heard dad say, look at poor Darwin, he out here sweating. Most times he said he ain't doing enough. I remember, I remember, you know, when growing up, we had the chicken houses, they were wooden feed bins. I don't know if you know, some of y'all remember, Kenny and probably know what I'm talking about. The lid you just lifted up, it wasn't a very big hole. I was feeding chickens when I'd crawl up that hole and get the feed down. I don't know if y'all did that or not, but I've done it many times. And I begin to think back, you know, why did dad allow me to do that for? Because that feed sometimes would fall down, it would just, well, I never, he never felt sorry for me. <laughs> Come on. Do you know what I'm talking about? You know, one time I wanted, I got to a point, y'all have heard this in the store, I wanted a point, I wanted, I wanted a car, and he had an old Galaxy 500, and it was the ugliest thing you ever looked at. Instead of him giving it to me, he sold it to me for $300. Poor old darling, he don't. It wasn't that. You want a car, you got $300, there it is. I didn't even get very many dates back in them old days, but I did. I had to put duct tape over the windshield because it leaked right where the girls said it leaked right on top of her. <laughs> Poor Darwin. I never heard that. I don't know why I'm getting off on this stuff here. But I said times change a lot. And to a point we've changed our message today that we feel sorry that we have to do stuff that we do. But you know, God never, I can't find anywhere in the Bible he tells us he feels sorry for us. He said, I give you a way. And that way was Jesus Christ. Amen. Him crucified. In a couple of weeks, we're going to talk about him being raised again. He said, I didn't let all that happen for y'all to make a mockery of my word. And we are today sometimes. We're making a mockery of his word. See, today, I know this is, this is old time preaching, you know, but today, you know, we know we had a, a wedding last night, but you know, you don't even have to get married today. You can just live together and everything's all right, they say. That's what they say. Everything's fine. We're a different time, Pastor. You know, but God understands. No, God says his word does not change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. But we don't hear that much anymore. We don't hear about homosexuality, how, how it's sinful, how, it's, how it's, it, it, it hurts God. He's not for it. But it's entered into churches now, so we can't preach about it much anymore. That's what they're saying in Crom. That's what what's happening today. You can't talk about abortion, you know, because, you know, maybe somebody in the church has been through it. But you can't preach that it's wrong. And you still can preach there's forgiveness by the blood of Jesus Christ. All the sins 
all the sins are forgiven all but the blaspheme of the Holy Ghost and I'm going to get into that but they're all forgiven by the blood of Jesus Christ Peter denied Christ he said I don't know who he is and Jesus looked at him and said you know I did it. this ain't biblical but in his mind he said you know I know you're going to do this But a few days later, after Christ rose from the dead, and I'll shut up with this. He told the women, he said, you know, you go back and tell the disciples, I want to see them. I think it's Mark's gospel. He said, you tell, he said, and Peter. Why didn't he name them all? Because Peter was in a low place. And he still loved Peter. You could be in a low place this morning and God said, just tell him come up. Just tell him come forward. Everything will be all right. You could tell him to do this and tell him to do that. He said, no, but I could almost hear Peter when, when the woman told us that Jesus wants to see you. And he said, no, he don't want to see me. Look at what I've done. And they told him, he said, yes, Peter, you're the only person he mentioned by name. He wants to see you. And this is my opinion. It ain't biblical. But I can almost see the women say, yes, Peter, I can see the love in his eyes that he wants to see you. He's got something for you. So I'll put this in a nutshell. I'm going to close. This is how faith in God. We went to, he left, we some of the churches left their first love. And I wonder what we've been through the storms in life in the last year, year or so, where we went. Has it drawn us closer to this? Or has it driven us further away? Amen. I love what Hans sung that song, The Evidence is Here. This, or who was it? What did I say? JJ. Y'all know me now. You know who I'm talking about. If it hadn't been for God, we'd never made it this far. And I'm still going to trust God more today than I did yesterday. And I'm telling you today, as we close this last statement, He still loves you. He still loves you. Let us stand. If you want to pray for any reason, we ask you to this morning. If you need to call for any reason, Come on. Anybody needs to. Amen. In the uplifted hands, every head is bowed. Just say, I just need your prayers. God bless you. 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 Father, today in the name of Jesus Christ, we come to you thanking you for this time and opportunity we've had to be in your house. We thank you for your love, your mercy, your grace today, Father. We thank you for your plan today, Father, that someday we'll get to be with you in a place called heaven. I pray, Father, for those that's lost loved ones, my cousin's family, Father. We as a church, we are to just hate sin because it destroys be the family of the kids as they're going through this.
And Father, just thank you for what you've done for this church. And Father, we're going to praise you in advance what you're going to do. Because we're going to have faith in you. Father, today I ask you to be with Hans and Rachel as they travel. Father, they start this new life. God, do him, protect them, bring us back to his Father safely. And Father, just let him show your love to them. And Father, we love you. We love the people here. We know you do too. And Father, just keep us safe. Encourage us. Stir our souls. And we'll share the word of Jesus Christ with somebody this week. In God's Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. God's good, isn't he?